Hello and welcome to There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I'm your host, Andrew Waterhouse, and in today's episode, we're taking a look at the shortlist that you've done everything at camp. So, coming into our tent, and I'll spill the beans. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I hope you're all doing well in these coronavirus times. As per usual, we are here every Tuesday with a new episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. And in this episode, we're actually taking a look at the shortlist that you've done everything possible at camp and you've had a really good experience over there. And with these sorts of episodes, there's always going to be things that are missing from the list. And it's quite an exhaustive list, if I'm honest. And I wouldn't be surprised if this episode itself actually passes the half an hour mark. And I know that plenty of people that listen to podcasts are normally doing other things, maybe driving somewhere, maybe doing some chores, maybe redecorating the house. And the longer episodes tend to do better uh, as a general rule of thumb on podcast platforms because you know everyone's just doing their own thing so if you are normally driving or uh, listening to the podcast while you're doing something else it'd be really interesting to hear what you're doing and you can let me know by going to there's no place like summercamp.com so just before we begin this episode there's a little bit of an announcement to make and that is with regard to cc usa who have just opened their applications for 2021 and that's really exciting news it's a real light at the end of the tunnel i guess for those of you that have tried to go to camp america or go to cc usa for 2020 and have maybe failed because of the coronavirus making an impact on everyone's travel arrangements and that sort of thing and to see that they've already opened for applications in 2021 is a real good news so if you're interested head over to cc usa and the same goes for camp america too by the way they're also open for applications in 2021 so get on that if you're interested now there's only a small update in the coronavirus news and i do remember that in the previous episode i thought that coronavirus news around summer camps was quietened down and i think it's definitely on the downward trend but there is a slight update today and that comes in the terms of camp leaders so camp leaders actually did an update on friday with regard to applications for 2020 and they basically say thanks for your patience since the beginning of covid Uh, as you know many camps have suspended camp for 2020 others have moved their doors so they can have safety measures in place Uh, at this time u.s embassies in the uk will most likely not be able to process j1 visa applications through to the end of june 2020 and the uk foreign office has not yet lifted covid19 travel travel advisory notice which note which advises against all but essential travel Uh, While we wish to support those who wish to travel, the current travel restrictions uh, mean that unfortunately it is out of their control. It'll be obviously very disappointing news. It'll obviously be very disappointing news for many of you as you continue to hope to travel to camp this summer. So given this announcement that the camp leaders have had to make, um, they first want to say that 
All camps are providing the opportunity for their staff to defer to the next summer. So if you can, they would highly recommend uh, contacting your camp and confirm that this is a possibility and look to change your camp leader's application to 2021 instead. And what's really good about camp leaders here is they've actually discussed the solutions around refund refunds. And I've talked about earlier that maybe some agencies are maybe struggling with the amount of demand and the confusion and they treat it on a case by case basis. So to have this in black and white here from camp leaders is pretty good. So they go on to say that we want to provide simple solutions should you or your camp choose not to continue for this season. When you log into your profile, you will find the possibility to defer to the next season or to request a refund. Now, this is available for all applications who have not already deferred or requested a refund. And this is only available online rather than through the app. So small update there from camp leaders. It's an interesting one. Um, personally, if I was going to go to camp this summer and it was postponed, I would be happy to defer it to 2021. It would actually give 2020 something to look forward to you know what I mean you want to get to the end of 2020 because 2020 has been a really really strange year uh, not only in terms of the coronavirus but also all the uh, wildfires and the reports in the news about um, I can't even remember like Kobe Bryant dying and um, the World War Three that was right at the start of this year as well that was really quite scary actually and it's just like okay 2020 we've had enough of you so uh, if if I personally had a application for 2020 I would look to defer and it's really good that they've given you the option to uh, have a refund of uh, all your application fees but of course that doesn't cover entirely everything and it'll be interesting to see what doesn't get covered because there's quite a lot of fees that you pay that don't actually go to your agency for instance if you go and uh, book your visa appointment or if you had to go and get a new passport or if you've arranged your own travel whole different ball game but the application fees from camp leaders can be refunded if you wish okay so with that small coronavirus news out of the way um, I have some other news as well. Today is actually National Donald Duck Day. And uh, I really wish that I followed on with uh, my girlfriend's uh, wishes to get a photo with Donald Duck outside Disneyland Paris because I don't actually have any sort of photos, any sort of mem memorabilia of Donald Duck. And I'd love to post that onto the Instagram. But we only went to... Disneyland I think two years ago in 2018 November sort of time and it was amazing and this is a totally different tangent to summer camps but we were going through Disneyland and one of the first characters we saw was Donald Duck and he was right outside Disneyland Paris um, the Cinderella castle type thing and he was taking photos and it was really quite a sight to behold to see him first out of all the Disney characters and there was a mile long queue to just have a photo with him we queued up for about 20 minutes to half an hour and I was just like right okay I'm ready to I was getting itchy feet and I, I just wanted to get on some of the rides maybe go and see some other characters that didn't have as much of a queue um so, yeah, I don't have any Donald Duck 
photos from that time we missed out on taking a photo with him because the queue must have been about three hours long just to have a photo with him and instead we went around so many different of the different rides saw so many different characters we got loads of photos with other people and signatures in our autograph book but we didn't get anything with Donald Duck on that day because it was a little bit too much to ask for three hours just to get a photo with a guy in a costume but Happy National Donald Duck Day nonetheless. So before we start this podcast, I would love you guys to please review us on your podcast platform of choice. If you listen on Spotify, iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts, please help get the word out about this podcast. There's no place like summer camp. The podcast all about summer camp, all about volunteering and being on the other side to the kids and what it can be like to travel independently over to America for an amazing summer. So if you can, please review us on your podcast platform of choice. Now, welcome to Summer Camp Bingo. Here is the shortlist that you've done everything possible at camp and you're going to have a really fucking amazing time while volunteering at Summer Camp. This is episode 52 of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. First on Summer Camp Bingo is The Blob. The Blob features a giant sack of air which would be floating on a lake. Now this is the iconic picture that I saw when I checked out my uh, Summer Camp's website, Camp Coleman, and as soon as I saw that photo on the lake, I was so excited to get over to summer camp. I saw it sat there and I was like, holy hell, we have nothing like that in the UK where it's just a massive sack of air and it looked so iconic to being related to summer camp. It's a basically a massive sack of air that sits on the lake, half filled up, and you have one person sat on one end of this blob and the other person on a little bit of a diving board and you jump onto the diving board and the other person on the other side of the balloon goes flying into the air and then lands into the lake. It's iconic for summer camps to have a blob. I'm sure not all summer camps will have a blob, but if your camp does, make sure you give it a try. It's such a laugh, and uh, I wish I did it more, to be honest, but the funny thing about my camp was that the lake wasn't too... It didn't feel that great when you were in it. It was pretty green. It was full of fish and... um, moss and that sort of thing so once you're in it you're like oh you feel so dirty and disgusting but when you're flying in the air oh it's amazing okay so second on summer camp bingo is getting hooked up now now this is really early in the summer camp bingo and when i was writing this list i didn't realize quite how soon i put getting hooked up would be but that's the that's how the bingo balls fall guys i can't script this i well yeah uh (laughs) uh, getting hooked up i guess is a rite of passage for many people of going through summer camp and everyone knows about the camp goggles and um how cooked up i guess girls and guys can be when they're in an enclosed environment that's all they're seeing for the summer and you're enclosed there for like two or three months and most people I would say hook up with someone I think I don't know if I'm crossing boundaries or saying something I shouldn't hear (laughs) but um, I think if you get hooked up with someone at camp 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised, put it that way. I've had plenty of friends who even had girlfriends and boyfriends back home who did something at camp and it was kind of strange to be in when you're in the middle of that. You're like, okay then. Um, but everyone's up to their personal, pr- pr- you know, it's their choice and stuff. Um, but I think getting hooked up with someone at camp is such a fun thing to do because uh, it's, yeah, I don't know, it makes it really memorable going to camp and getting off with girls and having a good time and... Um, I don't know it's just a a rite of passage that most people do and if you're lucky enough to get with someone in a summer it will stay with you for a long time and you'll be so excited that that actually happened to you because um, I know I look back with very fond memories of camp and one of the first things I always remember is how I hooked up with a couple of girls when in the normal world outside of camp I'm a nerd I'm recording podcasts I'm writing a book but at camp I'm hit fucking yeah I don't know too much information let's move on to number three the number three of summer camp bingo and trust me there's plenty of these coming up so I maybe should try and whittle through them but I know you guys like a long pod and that's what she said <laughs> uh here we are with number three and this is that you've ziplined at camp now this is something i'm not entirely sure whether i actually did at summer camp i'll have to go back through my diary and my notes to think about whether i actually did zipline myself at summer camp but at our summer camp we had a zipline going across camp and uh, we actually had our own ropes course as well so uh, ropes course would be stuff like wall climbing and abseiling and they had a zip line as well and loads of the kids hop on these because they're so fun and you, they just get hooked up and then pushed down and they just go flying a million miles an hour i think going on a zip line at summer camp is really a great thing to do real fun thing um so highly recommend make sure you tick off these off your summer camp bingo sheets i guess um number four and this is something that maybe not everyone can do but it's definitely something that's really exciting if you can do this is you should be able to drive on the other side of the road now in america it's a bit strange and it's something that i found myself when uh, i was traveling with friends after summer camp finished and we were just visiting my friend in florida uh he basically told us that the way american car insurance works is that it's kind of optional depending on what state you're in so i think he had some sort of insurance plan where he could allow anyone to drive the car and the car itself would be insured rather than being per person so it was a kind of cool situation because it meant that we could uh have one of my friends who's been on the podcast before scott hop into the car and drive the car on the other side of the road and it's quite a scary experience being in the car with him when he's on the wrong side of the road he's he's so used to driving on the left uh but in america it's always on the right and it's a quite a fun experience and i personally had experience of driving myself around uh america because my specialty being an outdoor living specialist which entailed a whole ton of things uh such as like arranging campfires and camp outs and hikes and canoe trips loads of things like that um real outdoorsy kind of special special role um 
that meant that I could have my own vehicle and I'll be able to travel to and from different campsites. So that was really cool. Um, driving on the other side of the road, it's a bit surreal at first and it's really cool how the cars are in America as well because so many of them by default are automatics whereas in the UK it tends to sway towards the manual side of cars just because of how cheap they tend to be compared to the automatics. But in America it's completely opposite most cars are automatic it's kind of a, like a default so driving on the other side of the road is another stamp that you should be able to get in your summer camp bingo sheet of course if you're going to be driving in america make sure you're insured make sure you've got the correct cover and that sort of thing i was driving under the camps insurance so it was all good um but i think driving on the other side of the road is a really cool experience and just driving through america in general general to be fair because the uh the scenery that you see from outside of the the windows of your car or truck as they call them uh is really cool it's quite iconic like driving through the streets and i, I remember every time that i touched down in america it would feel like i've just got out of a grand theft auto video game and you get that kind of feeling everywhere in america i guess and it's no surprise because grand theft auto is obviously modeled on a lot of america but it's so surprising uh the first thing that i thought of when i touched down was like holy shit am i in like am i in like uh vice city or something um but no sure enough i was in new york driving around and you know that sort of thing so highly recommend trying to drive on the other side of the road it's a really cool experience and the the roads out there are so glorious as well especially around atlanta and uh the outer uh, suburbs of Atlanta where my camp was it was absolutely amazing roads where it would be like four lanes wide for uh, places where it would be like one or two cars that just pass by every couple of minutes or so so it'd be really empty roads and uh, yeah great times we had number five on summer camp bingo is have you gone to Walmart? That should be another stamp in many people's summer camp bingo lists. Uh, these lists, by the way, is something that I've come up with myself. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be plenty that has been missed from this list. And if you can think of many that have been missed, let me know and I can do an episode two of this summer camp bingo. So going to Walmart is such an experience and it was something that was always said to me when I was actually in preparation for my first summer. Uh, I remember packing my suitcase and thinking, oh, I'm gonna have I missed anything? I was like going through checklists and I was like, is there anything else I need in my suitcase? And I'm sure it was my mum who said, uh, oh, don't worry, if there's anything that you've missed, you can just go to Walmart. They're gonna have everything. You'll be able to buy stuff out there. So don't worry if you've missed like a couple of pairs of shorts or something like that. Just go to Walmart and buy it. And sure enough, I, I probably missed a couple of bits when I was uh, packing my suitcase. I remember I missed nail clippers. That was one of the first things I needed to buy. Uh, I don't know why, but I needed some nail clippers. And when I first went to Walmart, I was like, holy shit. Okay, get me one of those big trolleys. I'm going to buy a shit ton of uh, cans of Coke. I'm going to get a shit ton of snacks, a shit ton of uh, T-shirts and uh stuff from the healthcare aisle i just bought so much because it was so cheap and there was so much diversity and it was all the shiny colors and the pretty packaging and stuff and just being in america in general gets you excited especially when you're like an international traveler and you're uh going through those walmart aisles seeing all the types of people that are normally in walmart 
and uh you know it's a real cool experience getting to pick up some real cheap bargains and uh telling your friends what walmart is like because walmart isn't like a supermarket from the uk it's more like a costco and it's quite a different experience i think number six on the doors it's color war now this is it's an essential of every summer camp, I think. I don't think there's a single summer camp that doesn't have some sort of massive event during their times where they have two sides of camp fighting each other with some paint and some bubbles and that and foam and that sort of thing. It's pretty much a staple of every summer camp and you have to get involved in it. And personally, uh, I've spoken about this before on the podcast, we have uh, Macabia. Now, because of my position at my summer camp i wasn't too involved in the color war uh the the mac as they call it in the jewish summer camps and it was cool to be a part of it was really cool to see like two different camp sides of camp get so excited about like the events that were coming up and how much passion that the staff put in into arranging this sort of thing as well uh having the creativity to think of different programs and uh you know make the camp so memorable for the campers that are there for that summer so being a part of a color war is definitely something that you should try and stamp off on your summer camp bingo sheet number seven on this sheet of summer camp bingo is that you found your favorite camper now this could take some time it took me some time i think it only took until my second session of kids that I actually found my favorite camper of summer camp and that's quite a while I think it's like a whole month at my summer camp where I've gone through a whole load of kids real cool kids real cool kids and I had an absolute blast every time I saw the kids real fun times every one of them was so like unique and different and had so much bubbly personality in them Um, but it took me a while to actually find my favorite camper and that's only when you um, I guess it's different depending on the person obviously because for counsellors you're around the kids all the time and it could take a day to figure out which ones you like which ones you don't which ones your favorite which ones uh not so much your favorite um but everyone's different every role is different as well and it can take time to find out who you click with who's like a real laugh to be around and whose summer you could make that much better and they could make your summer that much better so try and find your favorite camper that's definitely a maybe a slightly trickier one than the rest because it's up to you to do this um but i think it's one that's really worthwhile and so many people do go across to camp america and uh, summer camps and in general to volunteer to be in front of the kids and have a real good time so go out there enjoy it and find your favorite camper Number eight on this list, I touched upon it earlier, is finding your worst camper. Now, this is the dark side of There's No Place Like Summer Camp because not only do uh, do I talk about the positives of summer camp, there's also negatives as well. As we've discussed with Scott in his interview that was two hours long and Alex, where his interview of half an hour was real interesting to see how his summer camp was different to ours and to hear... Both of them speak 
about how they had their campers that they hated and uh, really stuck with them still to this day where they were a real pain in the ass to try and manage and uh, be a counsellor of and teach them things. And you will find your worst campers. You will. And um, I think that's something that's just like a rite of passage because I think going to summer camp to volunteer helps kind in a way prepare you for child care to some extent you see a lot of interviews on summer camp youtube channels where people have since gone from camp america to going to teaching or going into being a parent or going to do something else and there's so many different skills that you pick up being a volunteer at these sorts of places that um when you're tested by someone that is your worst camper, you kind of learn how to work with this person. It could be that this person maybe has some sort of special needs that you've never experienced before. And it's only the worst camper to you because you've not got that specific experience of handling a special needs kid before, if you know what I mean. So it can open you up to new skills. It can open you up to be a better person on that side too and it can take a little bit of time for you and the, your worst camper so to speak to click and figure out how each other work because they'll be trying to get under your skin I'm sure um, but you need to be the better person make sure you're always professional make sure you're always taking care of the greater group and uh, yeah ask camp for help if you're really stuck with someone number nine I should really get the bingo calls for these uh these numbers uh what's what's the word like single single on its own number nine (laughs) on its own number nine is uh gave a meal a miss because the food was bad now holy hell if you have been to summer camp or if you're about to go let's deal with if you've been to summer camp before if you've been to summer camp before you know that some of the food at summer camp can be terrible for me it was hot dogs and burgers. Hot dogs and burgers, you say. How the hell can they be bad? They're quality foods. They're tasty. They're delicious. Not at summer camp. Not at my summer camp. They were terrible. And it would be a food that I'd, at, at first, when I first went to summer camp, and that first week, I was like, ah, oh, yes. Burgers and hot dogs. Sign me up. Now, since then, I was scarred because they were cold. They were hardly any meat in them at all and you needed so much ketchup in your burger that it might as well be a ketchup burger rather than a natural burger with some ketchup on um they were terrible so i didn't i don't think i personally missed hot dogs and burgers because they i I grew i grew kind of to like the um the hot dogs and burgers i guess that's kind of a mute point because I don't know. There was other foods as well. I'm talking mac and cheese. I'm talking tuna pasta bakes and stuff like that. I was just like, no, jacket potato. Jacket potatoes aside, okay? Jacket potato cannot be a main at summer camp. So once I heard that the food would be a jacket potato for a dinner, I'll be like, okay, looks like I'm going to have to go into my snacks uh, cupboard. Um, so I had a whole ton of food. As I mentioned earlier, when I went to Walmart, I went to uh, the aisles and went down and just picked up massive, I'll call them head-sized bags of M&Ms. Now, you haven't seen my head, I don't think. It'd be a bit weird if you've seen my head. Um, but my head is big, okay? And I would hang this bag of M&Ms. 
next to my head and it would be the same size as my head so I'd always delve into those when uh, the food was terrible and I'd have cans upon cans of fizzy drinks just to get me through the day as well and I still do that to this day and it's amazing I highly recommend fizzy drinks and bags of M&Ms so I personally have recommended before that you always should have some sort of snacks just as a backup for these sorts of scenarios and every camp has their own different rules on that whether you can have camp uh, food in your cabin and that sort of thing but I think it's a smart decision to try and uh, give food a miss where it doesn't really it's not going to hit the spot for you Um, if you're forced to maybe go to the kitchen and the cat the the kitchen counter and that sort of thing because you're a counselor um you could turn up sit there with your kids maybe have a bread roll instead of a i don't know a mac and cheese that i don't particularly like um and then take your kids back to the cabin and sneak in a snack or two just to fill that gap that you've had not that you'll always be hungry either because summer camps at least mine fed me really well and that's no disregard to the uh, kitchen staff or anything like that they obviously have a really hard job cooking for 200 300 400 500 plus people at a time so they do have to churn out the food i totally understand that but you should have your own backups if the food is quite bad sometimes uh number 10 is you played Gaga. Now, Gaga is a thing that I had not heard of before I went to summer camp. But as soon as those kids arrived, let me tell you, they told me what Gaga was all about. They were like, oh, my God, I can't wait for Gaga. It would be a Saturday where they're free to roam around camp and just pick and choose any activity they would like to do. And all of them all the time would go to Gaga. The one uh, activity of camp that didn't have any specialist position guarding it because gargars are sport in america that's uh more casual it doesn't need a specialist to tell you how to play gargar it's literally like dodgeball and it's in like an enclosed arena and i've discussed this with alex on the podcast as well so go check that out if you haven't already um it's like an enclosed plastic arena like a hexagonal kind of shape arena quite quite big about the size of a room a normal standard room um and you'd have uh everyone who wants to play gaga in there and then you'd have a ball and your aim is to basically hit someone under the knee to knock them out and gradually bit by bit people would jump out the uh out of the game because they've been hit and then it would get down to a 1v1 scenario where you could maybe bounce the ball off the side and try and catch the person out by hitting their knee uh by bouncing it off something so it's a really fun sport and i absolutely love dodgeball and i can't believe that it's not like a mainstream sport in the uk because in these lockdown times man i'm gagging for some sport and it would be amazing to knock on some sky sports and see that dodgeball in alexandra palace is live today I think the UK would love that. The Dodgeball movie by Ben Stiller is one of the best films out there. If you haven't seen it, by the way, get off the podcast right now. You're not allowed to listen to this podcast if you haven't seen Dodgeball, the movie. Um, Yeah, playing Gaga at at camp is amazing. It's great. I remember when I first jumped in, I was so, like, 
so stoked after the get after the match because my heart was racing. I had all the adrenaline of trying to knock people out and trying to keep myself safe. It was amazing. Highly recommend playing Gaga with kids, with counselors, with whoever you want. It's fun. Now, Legs 11, you played Ultimate Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee is a really big sport in America again. Uh, I don't know if it was just because I was in camp that I saw this, but I saw so many Americans so fanatical about Frisbee. It blew my mind. Frisbee in the UK is just a little dish that you buy at a beach shop for two pounds and you fly it around on the beach you don't really care if it gets wet you don't really care if it gets lost it doesn't get played with for the rest of the year till the next holiday comes around and that's about it in america at least at my summer camp it was their life i tell you their throws of this frisbee were unfucking believable they went for miles and they were so st- fucking pinpoint accurate as well i was like holy shit your your sports are just weird like they're crazy about the most random sports um frisbee being a main one of these they play ultimate frisbee quite a lot it was really fun to play ultimate frisbee that's why it's on this list of doing summer camp bingo ultimate frisbee is a great sport you get running around you get that team bonding activity where you're just getting to know new people and all trying to fight to get it across the line it was really fun it was kind of like a massive game of the closest i could describe it to was it's similar ish to rugby because you kind of like throw it to your team and you can only throw it a certain way and uh it's kind of like netball as well because you can't like stop and run with it and stop and that sort of thing i can't remember the exact rules off the top of my head but i do remember playing it at summer camp and it was a great time there was like never um another reason that it comes on this list is also because there's so many people that are volunteering at summer camp that you can have full fully blown teams in a full-sized pitch so we would have like 20 people on each side in a massive fucking field um, playing a proper game where it's all like lined out and soft. And it was great. Highly recommend playing uh, Ultimate Frisbee at your summer camp. Now, moving on to number 12 is you get a sick new tan. Now, I see that we've already passed the half an hour mark on this episode, okay? We are going well beyond that with this one. I'm not even halfway through this, but I hope you're enjoying this. Now, a sick new tan, I hear you say. Yes, you are going to get a sick new tan while at summer camp. No matter where you go in America, the weather is fucking amazing. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because they're lower than us to the equator. That's probably a massive contributing factor, to be fair. Um, But yeah, you're going to get a really good tan. And you'll come back from summer camp looking more refreshed, more alive. And I've got like before and after photos where I've got like a bronzing, slight bronzing to the skin. And uh, when I was at summer camp, I didn't put on uh suntan lotion because i just loved getting the the rays and um it was healthy it felt healthy to be outside you're outside a lot at summer camp and i know that uh, lifeguards in particular get a really really strong tan out there because they're sat under the sun all day they don't really have that 
uh, shades to sit under and they're just having to sit there and watch the kids in the swimming pool make sure none of them drown so they came away from summer camp with some of the darkest skin but I I think I've got a pretty solid tan too and I think most people do you're outside a lot and the, the weather out there is blisteringly hot it's amazing it's great um, so yeah try and get a tan out there okay unlucky for some it's number 13 the tie-dye shirt guys in the first year of summer camp this was the one thing that I didn't do okay it's the one thing I think I actually didn't zip line as well but um, this was one that stuck with me because this is such a staple of summer camp that I was a little bit hurt that I didn't do this. I always saw people wander around summer camp with their tie-dye shirts. We had a tie-dye like specialty in our summer camp and you would tie-dye shirts and every kid would like be funneled through this tie-dye desk I'd say. They could pick their shirt, they could pick their colours, they could wrap the t-shirt around to make it like tie-dye colours. It was amazing and the fact that I missed out on that first summer of doing that because of, well, we're staff, so firstly, um, <laughs> it kind of hurt, okay? And seeing other people in tie-dye shirts and you're not having one, and you never wear a tie-dye shirt outside of camp. And I remember there's a classic photo that I've got where I'm actually wearing the tie-dye shirt at summer camp and I just felt so like what the fuck is this I put it on and I was just like this is too much color it's like emanating out of my body all these fancy colors and yellows and blues and greens and reds and it was just too much I was like okay I'm not wearing this ever again but it was amazing to make and it's a part of just going through camp everyone has a summer camp uh, tie-dye shirt and it's fun it's really cool to do so make a shirt and bring it back with you as well. Great times were had. Now, number 14 on the list. This is s'mores and campfires. What summer camp bingo sheet would be complete without campfires and s'mores? This was a massive part of my position while working at summer camp because my position was to host campfires, campouts s'mores uh go for canoe rides go for hikes live in tents for a day or two and it was great um so i have a load of experience doing campfires and making s'mores i think only in the uh about three episodes ago we actually talked about uh how to make the best s'more so if you're interested go check it out please subscribe and go check out the other episodes there's quite a few episodes that can be mentioned in this list by the way we're only about halfway through so i'm going to try and speed up a little bit okay um s'mores uh graham crackers each side with two pieces of hershey's and then a marshmallow in the middle that's been recently roasted to give that melting chocolate feel to your s'more campfires oh man i'd love campfires and in the first camp out that i actually did at uh, my camp is a story to be told which is all revealed in my book by the way Uh, massive things were happening with my campfire and getting away from specific campfires because everyone has their favorites and favorite memories I I just think 
gathering around a campfire, singing some songs, having a s'more, just staring into those flames and staying up really late, having maybe a cup of hot chocolate. Oh man, they are memories right there. That's what camp, that's what scouts is all about. That's what summer camp's all about. It's what about life's about, man. Get to a campfire now. You need a campfire in your life, especially to complete this summer camp bingo. If you haven't done a summer, if you've done summer camp, but you haven't done a campfire, ah, mate, I've already got rid of people that haven't seen dodgeball, okay? I'm not afraid to get rid of people that haven't had a campfire at summer camp. Okay, so number 15 on this list, calming down, is that you've made something at camp. Now, every camp has their own different activities, of course, so this will change from camp to camp. But at my camp, for example, not only did we make tie-dye shirts, we actually made mugs as well. We made some mugs, and it was really fun, really fun day. Uh, It was early into staff week, I think the first week of staff week. I think staff week was two weeks long. I don't know. Thinking back now is strange, but um, I'm sure it was the first week of our staff week, even though staff week was two weeks long. And we pretty much had blank mugs to ourselves. And it was up to us to be creative with these mugs, create some designs on the side, paint them and use felt tip markers to make them look really cool. And I loved that, man. I absolutely loved that. Just making something just for a couple of hours, just sat there with your buddies from camp that you've never never before camp seen these people but now you're just bonding with them all making mugs at the same time it was really cool and I made sure to bring back my mug after summer camp came to an end because um yeah it's just a great memento to have and I left it there the first year and then the second year we made a second mug um but as with everything at camp things get recycled things get Uh, replaced so I didn't want my mug to be one of the latest casualties that had been dropped on the floor or one of the latest casualties that had been thrown out for not being uh, design centric enough Um, at our camp it was like the best cups get to stay on the wall and then as new ones come in they kind of replace the old ones so I was like okay now I think now's a good time to take my mug off the wall and take that home so I've got a walking dead mug somewhere uh, that was a great time to make and just to sit there make something from camp bring that home as well and every time I have a brew out of this cup now I'm just going to be thinking of summer camp and thinking of the great times that I had there uh, I think that's also part of the reason why I like to make the podcast as well because just speaking about camp is fucking amazing and I don't like to be cringy I don't like to be overly positive because there's plenty of people that do not like camp and maybe they think oh he's being a bit cringy and yeah I'm a cringy kind of guy um but (laughs) I enjoyed camp and I'm not the first person that's going to be volunteering to be on a stage and uh jumping around me like I played to summer camp today let's all do the dance (laughs) and that sort of thing because that's what orientation's like and I found that a bit like it was cool. It was good to drop you into that sort of thing. That's what a lot of summer camp is kind of like. It, it can be full on. But my perspective is being a fun take on summer camp and being the volunteering side rather than fo- solely focusing on the kids. And that might not be the best attitude to have. Uh, so maybe, of course, when you go to summer camp, you have to be yourself. You don't have to follow what I say or what anyone else says, but just be yourself 
have a good time. Let's just get through the rest of this list because I'm rambling now, but make sure you make something at camp. Make sure you try and bring it home as well because, um, or at least take photos of whatever you make because it's good to look back on with those fond memories. Okay, so we're moving on to number 16. I have no idea what number 16 is in lingo terms, the bingo lingo terms. Uh, here we are with number 16, and this is that you've got some new clothes or some cheap stuff online. In my case, I got an iPad, and <laughs> um, you can check out the earlier episode where I discussed the best things that you can bring home from America for cheap, because that's where I discussed getting the iPad. And I know a lot of people have sat there thinking, iPad, cheap. Are you having a fucking laugh? But I think just going to America and bringing back some cheap stuff, even if it's just something like clothes, I know that Levi's out there, Levi jeans, for example, are quite cheap out there. They can be much, much cheaper than they are in the UK where they're considered a really premium brand. In the US, they're still a premium brand, but they're not as expensive, like nowhere near. So... Make sure you get some new things out there. Make sure you get some cheap stuff. Treat yourself. Have a really good time. Um, kind of treat it as money, no object kind of thing because not everyone gets to do summer camp. Not everyone gets to go there multiple times. And that's at least how I treated it. Uh, if you're fortunate enough to be in a position where you've saved up a little bit of money and spent being able to spend it, or you could even, I don't know, get a credit card. I'm giving you really bad advice here, but uh, I think... You shouldn't go to summer camp with the intention of coming back with money in the bank. You shouldn't be going over there with the intention of uh, making a wage and then putting that wage into your savings because you've just worked your fucking ass off for two months in summer camp only to put it in your bank. That doesn't really ring true. Not no one. I don't think anyone does that. So make sure you go out there, you treat yourself, get some new clothes, get some cheap stuff online, get some technology or something. Go out there and just have a nice time. Moving on to number 17. I touched upon this slightly earlier with the random sports that Americans love. Now, this is the top of that tree, okay? We had ultimate frisbee as a random sport that Americans love. Basketball is the top of that tree, okay? Basketball. It's so strange. In the UK, and I think most of the world apart from the US um, basketball is one of those activities that you only play in PE at school you don't go around the UK and see massive basketball uh, games going on you don't really see basketball courts all that often you might see a basketball hoop but that would be in like a in like a playground like a kid's playground. That's the extent of my basketball knowledge. And when I was in America, uh, you could be sure that there's so many Americans out there that they're always really excited to go try and have a game, have some basketball. And while you're out there, uh, this is number 17, you're, you will be dragged into playing some basketball. Um, I enjoy basketball, as much as I enjoy rug, I don't know. I enjoy basketball, but not to the extent that I want to play it all the time. And not to the extent that, I don't know, uh, it's going to be my main sport. I don't really see the massive appeal, like dunking it in from miles away or slamming it in like off the hoop. 
I'm like, okay, cool, calm down. Like, no one really plays basketball. I'm probably offending a lot of people here, but basketball is one of those sports in America that was just like, okay, I'll play, but just calm your tits. Okay, so number 18, we're moving on to scavenger hunts. Now, this is something that I didn't personally do, but I know that plenty of people, especially the counsellors, are going to be with their kids 24-7. And to keep the kids busy and entertained and having a good time, you're going to have times where maybe it's a rain day, where you're going to be stuck in your cabin, you can't really go out. You're going to have to think off the top of your head some games to play with the kids. A scavenger hunt is a great way to start. You can try and hide things around the cabin, maybe some snacks that you've been uh, awarded for having a clean cabin or something like that. And you can hide them around the cabin and say, okay, scavenger hunt, I've just hid a load of these uh, biscuits around the, the cabin. If you find one, you get to keep one. You only get one each. Off you go. And they would have an absolute blast. So I think scavenger hunt should feature on this list. There's plenty of games that you can have with the kids. Uh, scavenger hunt is probably one of the most exciting for them now sticking with the counselor side of things and maybe actually the specialists side of things too is you've struggled to get the kids to clean up now this is something that I had much trouble about uh, being a camping specialist in my example uh, we would have tents that would need to be packed up the pegs all put into bags, all the poles wrapped up and put into a bag, and the tent put into a bag, and then go around the campsite and pick up all the litter, make sure the campsite was clean for any average Joe to wander in and set up their own campsite and just leave it as good as we first arrived. Now, that is a right pain in the ass trying to get kids to help you with. Um, so you need to... deal with that in your own way and you need to be able to say right let's all work together collaborate let's just command everyone Um, sometimes you need to be a bit tough on them sometimes you just need to be a bit like smart maybe hold back a reward say if you clean up the camp we can have our s'mores that sort of thing counselor wise it's going to be cleaning up your cabin and uh, passing some cabin inspections because I know plenty of camps do those they make sure that the cabins are all up to scratch uh, normally once a week just to make sure the kids are in safe hands with you and you know having a good time so struggling to get the kids to clean up is a staple of every worker at summer camp I guess Uh, and that's going to obviously transcend into being a parent too I guess which I'm not at the moment but Uh, weird to think about let's move on number 20 on this list is the custom camp chants now these echo through camp all the time they are really fucking cool to be fair and i always remember when i first came into the dining hall on my first day of camp uh where the kids had arrived and I was a little bit late to the lunch for reasons that are all explained in the book. Uh, I come into the dining hall and there's just a, a wall of noise where they're all shouting and chanting and making up their own chants for their specific units and the summer of 2014 and 2015 that I was volunteering out there. And ah, 
it's amazing and if you're going to be around the kids all the time this particularly falls against the uh, counselor uh, side of things is you're going to be around the kids and you're going to find things funny and make songs about small things because you're going to be there's going to be downtime when you're not doing activities and you're maybe like cleaning your teeth and I don't know something happens and you make a funny chant and then that chant becomes like a part of the folklore of summer camp and that sort of thing it's really cool to do your custom camp chants everyone loves to hear them and uh, it'll be one that will stay with you for eternity as well because we had um, chants at our summer camp that were more about the religious side of things like we'd say the Motsi and the Barukatar Danai uh, chant after dinner was uh, before and after dinner was eaten or any meal for that matter so th- six times a day we heard these chants and they stick with you I could probably do them off the top of my head but I'm not going to you can check that out in the Scott episode where we uh, gave that an attempt so we're coming up to the end of the list we're with the penultimate one now this has been a crazy episode like well approaching an hour long they're great okay um so the second to last one is that you've had your head checked for nits now this was a really random one to put into this podcast because like i remember sitting there i think it was in the first day or maybe a first week of summer camp where everyone got their head checked for nits and it was so weird to sit there and have your head checked for nits because it was a throwback to maybe when i was in year two which must have been oh how old are you in year two about seven seven or so six uh, is that too high uh six or seven where i was at school and just you know when you're that sort of age you get your head checked for nits at school because there seems to be some sort of breeding ground for them and just to have my head checked for nits at the age of 21 was like whoa i've just been thrown back to when i was like six years old 15 years ago um when i just sat in a school and having my head checked because kids have nits and i think that's something that every camp's doing just to stay on top of things because when kids are coming and obviously they have their medical checks as well so they make they're going to make sure that the staff are up to scratch as well so i found it to be a strange one i'm 94 percent sure that all camps are going to be doing the same thing so if you've got it stamp it off your summer camp bingo list the last one oh this has been a long one is you've seen some sights while you're traveling now this could be anything from seeing sights during your intercession where you have a couple of days break between different sessions of summer camp to traveling america with your friends to even exploring new york on your last day prior to your flight back home there's tons of things to see in america there's so many places so many states so many things to see and do it's not all about traveling because i know chad for example who i maybe should try and poach for an episode on here uh in his second summer he couldn't actually stay to travel around with us guys so instead he we we had like one night in atlanta and then he flew back um but he made made sure to make the most of it we 
wandered around the streets of Atlanta and we went into different places and bars and had a really good time. So um, even intercession as well, if you go to Atlanta for intercession, you've got the likes of the Coke factory, which was like something I never knew existed. You've also got the Georgia Aquarium, which is the largest aquarium in the world, which was like, holy shit, I never knew that. I didn't even think I'd ever go to the largest aquarium in the world. But at the time it was, and it was amazing to go and see. So I think that wraps up Summer Camp Bingo. If you got bingo, fucking shout at the top of your lungs. <laughs> bingo! <laughs> oh, Jesus, my neighbours hate me. <laughs> um, yeah, um, shout bingo. It'd be so funny just to see, just to hear like you're on the train or something and someone's just staring at you right now and you've just shouted bingo just because you're excited about going to summer camp or you've been before it'd be a bit weird if you're shouting bingo and you haven't been to summer camp before but um they're the sort of things that you can expect to try and stamp off your summer camp bingo sheet while you're out there the summer camp shortlist um it's been a real interesting episode to try and put together there's so many things that you can do at summer camp and there's so many different activities and so many life experiences that you can get from doing summer camp so i try to make this quite comprehensive but if you think there's well, I personally know there's going to be loads of things I've missed from this list, okay? So it could be another episode. If you think I've missed a ton of shit, hit me up, go to there's no place like summercamp.com and then there's a contact us page where you can send me a form and I can check it out and I can put that in for a second episode of this summer camp bingo thing because this was really fun to make and I think the longer episodes tend to be I think uh, I personally sway towards uh, using those compared to the shorter ones. But speaking of shorter ones, on the Friday episode, we are taking a look at whether you can do Camp America with tattoos. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to do some research and figure that out for you. Uh, I don't think it'll be anywhere near as long as this episode, but by God, I I love to do long episodes and just chat shit into a microphone. Um, as always, guys, as I start to wrap this up, please subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. That means you get to hear the latest and greatest There's No Place Like Summer Camp episodes as and when they come out. We're also on Instagram, There's No Place Like Summer Camp, all one word, and you can just Hit, hit us up with a follow and you can check out previews of upcoming episodes and episodes that have come out already and everything to do with summer camp okay i'm gonna wrap it up here just shy of an hour thanks for staying with me have a good day bye